You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. Good morning, good morning. Hey, good morning. morning. Oh boy. Feels like that's a bad start. Why? Hey, good morning. I was trying not to overdo it. Oh, you underdid it. That's <laughs> possible. <laughs> Everybody good? Yep. Yes. Have a good two weeks. We've been, we haven't done it in two weeks. It feels like a long time. We haven't been, we haven't done a podcast. Yeah, I haven't been to your office in two weeks. It looks good. That's not true. You were here like three days ago. Was I? <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, I went, I came to the office. Uh, I went to the church. I don't, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I walked in there and saw, you're right. My bad. Anyway, how yeah. are you? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. We finally did it. We finally did it. Um, I know you guys have not been on the church's TikTok today. No. <laughs> Don't do it now because we're doing this. <laughs> that means it's not good at like, so we started a war. What There's like do? a war in the comments. Like, because we talked about confession. And like, if you don't know, uh, like the main, I guess you'd say religion of <laughs> Latin America as a whole is Catholicism. And we did we did a video. Remember we did that video on confession, mm-hmm. part one and part two? Well, we did. <laughs> it was a really good. Yeah, no, it was good if you're, a, if you're an evangelical Christian. It's really good. But so the, some guy gets in and he's like trying to correct, you know, he's just trying to correct like what confession is. And I don't, you know, we don't, we fly with the eagles, my guy. And so, um. I saw, but then like I woke up this morning and there was like sixty some notifications, like just from last night, because I saw it late last night. But I'm not gonna, I, I don't care. Like it's our account; we put up what we want. Right. That's why you're in the comments. If you want to start your own thing, then go do your own thing. However, it's like he started like basically was trying to explain, and then there's people were obviously you know going at him, but he was like basically a, a Catholic apologist, and um, like he was saying that uh basically priests can forgive us of our sins too because Jesus gave priests the power to forgive us of our sins and blah, 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 blah. And like, it's like, look, my guy, having a bigger hat than everybody else does not make you qualified to like forgive people's sins. And like, it, it really missed the point too of the video. Cause what we were talking about is there's two different types of forgiveness. And we, that was the video was about uh, forgiveness is asking for forgiveness. And like, why do we have to ask for forgiveness if we've been forgiven? And that was kind of the, it's a good question, but that was the yeah. perspective of the video. And so we talked about forgiveness of a judge and forgiveness of the father. And so the first one we're talking about forgiveness of a judge. Once you are saved and you are a believer, you know, with evidence of fruit of the spirit, so on and so forth, um, you know, there's transformation in your life. Like that—that that, that's not what saves you. Once you're saved, and you then you know you're you can be sure you're saved by the evidence of your life. So let me be careful before somebody hits in the comments in this. Um, but then, you know, you're saved. And so you forgiveness of the judge. You've been your price has been paid, you know, mm-hmm. sins, uh, even though people don't like saying this past, present and future, not intentional future. Right. Because that's not that's the opposite of fruit. That's works of the flesh, total work of the flesh and no fruit of the spirit. So that takes away. That means you're not saved. But anyways. Um, but yeah, well, you will fall up and slip up and those sins have been forgiven. And then, you know, we talked about forgiveness of uh but the forgiveness of a father mm-hmm. is like, even though you know your dad is never going to stop loving you, like you still ask for forgiveness. You know what I mean? It has nothing, it has everything to do with who he is and not everything, nothing to do with your position, so to speak of like, 
Because you're not really asking for forgiveness if you're only asking so that you can get something. Mm-hmm. That's just business savvy or you know manipulation mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, you know? we teach our kids not to do that. Yeah, and so you know, and so that's basically what we're talking about. And this guy, like, I don't know, goes on. He's from Bolivia. He has a big Bolivian flag in his picture, and so it's like. You know, I'll let you know when we start church, like, so you can come be a part. But I knew this was going to happen because we say stuff, like, and it's out. It's a public thing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we say stuff. And, like, all the comments up until now have been amen, 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 amen. (laughs) Literally, that's it. And then Melinda will say something random in the comments every once in a while. (laughs) But, like, every day, it's just amen. You've seen it. It's like amen, amen, amen. And then, like, yeah, now. But then people were responding and going back and forth. Like, I just, I couldn't even read it all. Like, it was just, like. So interesting. Fun I know what times. I'm doing. I'm going to be doing after this then. Yeah. Catching up. Guess Join in the war. <laughs> guess we're ordering lunch. So. Uh, what do you think? Guess we're ordering lunch then. Oh. Because you usually go home and make lunch. Well, there's some time in between here and lunch. <laughs> but those comments are so long. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So good week. Good weeks. Good weeks. Weeks. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's been good. Yeah. Uh, TikTok fights. We've been busy actually lately. We've been we've been kicking kicking butt. We have a lot of content be coming out with the podcast and the different videos throughout the week. We started a new video series yesterday. We did. Um, <laughs> don't want to say too too much about it, but did, are you did you enjoy it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, enjoyed parts of it. <laughs> like this one, yeah, this one part, but there's literally tears coming down my face. Like I'm laughing so hard. It is, it's debatable. Like, I guess people could say it doesn't belong on our channel, but it's our channel. We can do what we want. And it is, like, a part of missions, but we just made it, like, the first ones maybe a little bit cringy, like, because we're, like, kind of nervous and, like, you know, kind of don't know how this is going to go. But then, like, it hits. We, we did six of them. Six? I think we did Something six. Like we did, like, six of them. So for the next six weeks, you'll see one of these videos. And, um, yeah, it's fun. One, like, one particular. <laughs> two, two, two were actually yeah. fun. And so, yeah, be on the lookout for those. He's like pumping me up, right? Well, because I want you to enjoy it, it after you see, to it. see it. And then it's like, but I'm not going to, you can't see it until, until <laughs> well, you're wait, ready. You well, yeah, I think it was like the fourth or fifth else. one, right? Oh, yeah. It was the, maybe the third and the uh, fifth one, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like the last one we did, wasn't it? Or did no, we no, 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 because we had more? to do something to cleanse the palate after oh, yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. The coconut thing was the last one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it was like, I think the fifth one and the third one. At the Pasoka is the third, I think. Anyways. Did you grab the coconut from here? Where's no, no, no. We're not eating coconut. See, oh. he's trying to, trying to slip yeah. answers up. <laughs> it's not. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the idea is that we're just trying Bolivian foods and stuff like that. And so just, um, yeah, we're literally just trying different Bolivian foods. Some that, like, we've tried, some that we haven't tried. But mm-hmm. just another way to introduce people to the culture here and kind of see, like, what it is that that I guess some of it we don't eat because I've lived yeah, for yeah. 10 years and haven't eaten some of this stuff for 11 years, I guess. And But like the stuff that's regularly and readily accessible and normal things that are eaten here. Yeah. And so that's the idea. And like drinks and we'll just try different stuff. And so mm-hmm. it'll be from two minutes to 10 minutes, whatever the episode is, just depending on what it is. Yeah. But and I like it because it was, um, there's, I think sometimes you feel the pressure to like everything. You're like, oh, I need to like this food. But yeah. we just say it how it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, because well, it, I, I would feel, I would not put it out if everything we were like, ugh, ugh. Like, then that's just, you just, but like, it's, uh, it's unrealistic to have the expectation on missionaries or anybody to like everything. Yeah. Like, just smile and eat it. Guys, like, that's not necessary. Like, people, like, even people here don't like some of the stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's somewhat ignorant to assume that all Bolivians like everything that's made in Bolivia. Like, and that's just what they, you know, smile mm-hmm. and, 
And that's not true. And I like, don't ever feel that pressure. Like no, that's that's the thing. It's the only people that put pressure on you to do that are missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> ironically, uh, that's because they teach you that when you go on short term trips. Yeah, yeah. It's like swallow it. Doesn't matter. And if like, it's gross. I mean, I kind of get on a short term trip because you're there for a week, and like, so you don't want to be like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. And you're only there for five days. You know, yeah. like, good grief, just eat it. You know, but yeah, we don't. You, you have a right to not like stuff, and so some stuff like. We haven't even, like, this is not what the podcast is supposed to be about, but who cares? We haven't even eaten anything nasty yet. No, no we have, but we have not eaten anything, like, that's supposed to be, like, you know, like monkey hands or whatever. Like, you nothing, it's nothing They're crazy. They're just traditional dishes so far. Oh, yeah, they're not even, like, what we did, it was, like, snacks, yeah. basically. Like, the little breads and stuff like that. And, man, like, I, like, honestly... The memory, just thinking back to yesterday, the taste is coming back in my mouth. Bread? Talking of bread? I'm telling you. I'm te- okay, I'll buy one for you. No. <laughs> I'm telling you. It, it, like, I can't explain it. Yeah, like, I laugh so hard. <laughs> I, like, I, like, <laughs> I can't, I'm not even, you just have to watch it when it comes out. Aww. Anyways, <laughs> the topic we want to talk about today, 30 minutes later, <laughs> is uh, do you ever feel like that you're not doing enough? Good question. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you guys act like we didn't we didn't talk <laughs> about this. Think about that one. <laughs> Every wow, time. that is a good one. No. Do you ever feel like you're not doing enough? You? Uh, yeah, I feel like that every day that I'm not doing enough. But oddly enough, um, I also feel like I'm doing too much, like simultaneously. Yeah. How does that work? I it, don't know. I think it just depends on what you want at the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to just chill. Like, yeah, it's true. Like what I'm the goal doing too is. Much. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you like if you're feeling down and insecure, like I'm not doing enough. And it's it's all it's typically opposite to what you're doing, you know what I mean? Like if you're working, you're behind off. Like typically those are the moments when you just don't feel like you're doing enough, which is mm-hmm. why you're working your behind off, you know, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa is like when you feel like you're doing too much. You're typically not doing like the busiest people, like are the ones with that they're not doing as much as they convince themselves they're doing. Because hmm. like for me, I'm like, well, my friends call like one of my friends called the other day, and we had like a you know deep conversation about some important personal stuff. He's like, thanks for taking time out to do it. I'm like, dude, like if I can't do this, then what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like if Jeff Bezos has time to talk to his friends. And Phil Knight from Nike. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Michael Jordan has time to play golf. And the president of the United States has time to play golf all the time. I, was, that, I, mean, <laughs> I thought you were going to say he has time to tweet. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that too. Now, whether they, whether that's he should have that time, I don't know. That's, but, but my point is, is like you can make, you make time for what's important. Hmm. And so it's like, I don't know. Anyway, like all the, the I'm doing too much, I'm not doing enough. It's kind of like a, I mean, obviously there's a middle ground, but it's kind of, it goes against your, you know, whatever you feel like at the moment, I think. And for the most part, not every single time, but for the most part. Do you think that they're equally as, um, I would say, damaging to feel like you're not doing enough and then to feel like you're not getting enough rest? Wait, say it, say it again. Say Do it you again. feel like both uh, extremes, I guess any extreme of anything is not healthy, but um, yeah, that's I true. guess if you want to decide on, like, well, which is better, doing too much, not doing enough? Uh, like, I mean... <laughs> It, I have an opinion, but I don't think if being I, in the middle was I, not like, an option. But, the, but see, but this is the this is the thing, and we talked we've talked about this. I think like the way I was raised is laziness was like the worst possible thing. It's better that you don't have like 
arms and legs than be lazy or you know what I mean it's better that you laziness was like the worst disease ever like in my house like Saturday morning like it'd be 8 30 my dad comes in like get up we ain't sleeping all day like <laughs> like I know it's just 8 30 that's why I'm sleeping now <laughs> and like but that's just you know like because my dad lazy is not something my dad has ever been especially when it comes to, to work I talk to your mom sometimes you know, I'll, I'll write her or whatever you had your coffee yet it's, you know and she's like girl I'm being lazy I'm still in the bed it's like 7 30 in the morning yeah. <laughs> like, where are you because my dad's already turned the light on like, like like but that's just not that's not what so I appreciate that, especially now as an adult and a person who is, I mean, technically we're entrepreneurs, right? Like, that's what we do. And if I, I think if I didn't have that, there's no way. There's no way I'm here. I would have, I would have gone home a long time ago. Yeah. Because at this point now, like, and I'm not pulling out the violin, but we just, we're just not popular people. We, we've never been on the inner circle of a lot of churches and stuff like We've just never been that. And so for us, like, and I'm not saying people don't work hard. Let me be clear about that. However, like, we've just, it's, it's been, it's, I mean, it's a lot of hard work. Obviously, mm. we're not removing God from the equation, but I'm just talking about on a very practical level. It's been a lot of hard work. And if I, if I didn't have that put in, in me, then me, I'm talking about me personally. I'm not talking about you. But just me personally as an individual, I would have wanted to quit a long time ago because it's too hard. Like, I would have come to that conclusion. But, like, so for me, I've said all that to say, I think working... Again, this is my opinion, and I know that it's not right necessarily, but just from my perspective and the way that I view the world, I think the better is to work too much. Yeah. It's like it, I look at it as cooking. It's better to have too much than not enough. Like everybody comes to your house for a big Thanksgiving dinner and they get like a roll. And, uh, that was good. <laughs> Do the Simon thing before he leaves. Like, I remember one time I made lunch and Simon was sitting there and he just grabbed like a little teaspoonful of rice and I'm like what is he doing (laughs) I was like did I not it doesn't look like a lot I guess he's just trying to make sure we all have enough food it did feel terrible (laughs) yeah yeah so like and and then again it's just the way again the way that I was raised is that there's almost nothing that worse that people can view you as than lazy like that's the worst thing that people can see you as you know what I mean and so it's like so for me, it, that's like lazy. Again, I know this is not necessarily a, I'm not right or wrong for that, whatever. Mm. But like laziness is like the plague. So like in the in from the perspective, now we're t- not talking about spiritual stuff or God, but like for people to see you, like I think the better way for people to see you is as a hard worker. Yeah. And then now when that comes to start uh, neglecting your family and stuff like that, that's a different conversation. That's not what I'm talking about. That's a different mm. conversation. But to see you work hard and stuff, as opposed to like always underachieving, but then equally always being like, oh man, I'm so, you know what I mean? And like there's people that wake up at 4 a.m. to bake their goods and they sit out in the sun all day selling this stuff. And then you come to them and like, oh, I'm so busy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying you got to match what they're doing, but it's just disrespectful at that point. I don't know. That's my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a difficult, difficult balance to try and get working too much or or not working enough i think you put a lot of pressure on yourself i i don't i know i do is even though i know i'm working bit working hard and that i am busy i always feel like i need to look busy to other people around me and so i always feel like that 
that one moment that I'm, I sit down for a Everybody second, comes it's the one moment that everyone turns up. And they're like, oh, you're just sitting down all day. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. That one second that I chose, like, it would be at the football or something. And, you know, I would have just ran around for like two and a half hours. I would have done all this and something. And I'd be like, okay, I just need a minute to stand in the shade. And I'm always conscious, like, that one minute that I'm standing in the shade, someone's going to drive past. And you start running in place. Like, quick. But it's like, yeah, I don't. I don't know why I always put that pressure on myself to like, because I know people are always like watching everything that you're doing. Um, and so I'm always extra conscious like when I'm out and about being like, okay, do I look like I'm working? I know that I am, but do I look like it as well? Yeah. Um, it's just an added pressure that I don't need in my life um, because yeah. I know that I am working. Yeah. I know that I am doing what I need to be doing. I don't need to be worrying about if other people think that I am, but it's it, that's just a pressure that I feel, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. You talk about that pressure. Um, because I, I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of missionaries have that pressure. I remember having a, a conversation with one of my friends. We used to go um, for walks a couple times a week around our neighborhood. And, and that was a constant battle that she had was I knew her as a hard worker. She mm. homeschooled her children. She was very involved at our church. She did a lot for the community. And um, she took care of her household. Like, she was... A, miss- a missionary as well and so like I knew that she was always busy and, but you know her major thing was like I need to feel like I'm doing the most because people are watching us and I need to justify the support that we receive from our partners and mm-hmm. I'm just like they're not watching you they know what you tell them which you mm-hmm. you want to be honest and what you tell them but as long as you're very clear on what you're doing and 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 what you're accomplishing and um, where their um, investment is going, I think that they will be more than happy to continue <laughs> to, for, yeah. you know, to support you and support your work. And but it just it broke my heart because I saw herself pushing herself so hard and being still, no matter what the result, good, good or bad, she was always just very hard on herself. Yeah. And she um, she at one time got really busy. She wanted to help a friend because her friend um, needed a temporary job, and she said she needed help in the house. But she said she couldn't she couldn't do that um, because she would feel like it just wasn't right as a missionary to to not be pushing herself to the limit. So she hired her friend to clean her house for her for a little bit. But she also cleaned alongside of her friend. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? Her friend was probably like, man, you know, get out the way. <laughs> like, like, just slow me down. It's just like, just... Just do you know how to just relax? Like, stop worrying about these pressures. Yeah, because I think that's important too. Is knowing how to rest, mm-hmm. like really taking care of yourself, and uh, and obviously we're not like exercise is great, but we're not. It's not limiting it to exercise. It's like mentally as well. You need like a mental break, even if you're not physically tired. You need like a mental break as well, even though you don't think you do. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you realize you do, it's then it's too late. And so like it's something that I think you have to program into your schedule is rest. This is the problem. Is man, we're so unbalanced, you know. Mm-hmm. And because, and a lot of times we based, we based, we base whether we're, we're working hard enough or not on what we are experiencing with someone else. So if we see someone who overworks and neglects their family and all this other stuff, then we underwork typically because, oh, I don't want to work hard like that. Yeah, that's no, that's over. I want us to spend time. And so, you know, you're taking extra time and lunch, three hour lunches and, you know, like, you know what I mean? Just like absurd, ridiculous stuff. 
And like always, anytime there's like anything extra, any extra meeting, like, oh, I don't have to have family time. And you go home and sit on your phone on the couch for six hours. You know what I mean? Like, it's not family time. And so you just become an excuse maker at that point instead of like, you know, a person who progresses, you know. But equally on the other end of it, if we see people who are lazy, which um, unfortunately a lot of people, we've had this conversation internally with people from our church and leaders and stuff. um, And this is one of the things that we wanted to confront in our church culture is our, our indiv- as an individual church, um, is like the way the world sees a lot of Christians is as lazy. They mm. see them as lazy, like they're always late to work, just always, you know what I mean? Always with excuses, but then always want to be the first one to pray. And people are like, get your hands off. You know what I mean? Kind of like that. Like, I don't want to catch that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so like, so we want to just really want to change that and raise the bar on that um, because there is a lot of laziness in it. And so, but unfortunately, it's Christians. It's not just Christians here. It's Christians worldwide for whatever reason. Um, anyway, we'll get into that in another episode. Uh, but anyways, I think the reaction to that a lot of times is like, oh, I don't want to be seen as that. And you work yourself into the ground, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the common denominator in, on both of those things is our motivating factor for whether we rest too much or work too much is people. You know what I mean? And like, you know, the, the theology of rest in there as well. Like you're just understanding that like, like God programmed like rest into, you know what I mean? Like there's morning and evening, the first day, and you know, so on and so forth. And then the Sabbath is like all rest and except, you know, all these things are, are very important. But I think we, you know, for us as believers, it's like work and rest is about Jesus. Like it's about Jesus at the center of all of it. Like his work is sufficient that he's done in us, but because his, so like we can rest in that. But because his work is, is sufficient in us, then what should that motivate us to do? And what should that motivate us? How should that motivate us to represent him and to make this? Because like, if we look at Jesus and the disciples, like they worked hard. Like the disciples after, Jesus, after the ascension and stuff, the disciples are, are busting it. Like they're, they're working hard. Doesn't mean they're neglecting their families, but their life's in order and this discipline comes in, in, in as well, right? Fruits of the Spirit, self-control and all this other stuff. But if you th- look at it from, yeah, that's a good one. From the fruits of the Spirit, it's... They're explaining a well-balanced life. That's basically what it is. It's like the Holy Spirit brings balance to your life and really like directs you and guides you in, you know, each area and makes you not be so extreme on one end or so extreme on the other and overreacting to one person or to another. Because that's the issue we have in all of life, right? Yeah. It's politics as we see even, I mean, I struggle with this as I see certain Christians with a certain party in the United States and I'm like, yo, I don't want to be like that. And so the tendency is to move me so much further the other side. But then the other side, I see people doing something and then it moves me back and then it just becomes this weird state of confusion of caught in the middle, you know. Yeah. And so we're just we're trying to not be like somebody and, instead of trying to be like somebody. And I think our work habits reflect in that, you know, and definitely in churches as well. There's a lot of churches that don't clap or sing or whatever because they don't want to look like that church. But there's other churches that do clap and sing and like overkill and, and put a show on um, like literally because they're trying to prove that they're not like those people. But it's like, I think that's the, one of the common factors we have is we take our eyes off of Jesus constantly. And we're looking at how hard people work or don't work or how lazy people are, you know, or, or whatever, or how people worship or how they don't worship or what they give an offering or what they don't give an offering. And like, so there's a lot of churches that don't like to talk about money because some churches abuse talking about money. But again, looking at, you know what I mean? Looking at the wrong thing, looking at what other people do instead of what Jesus does. And that's just, a, I think that's a, a lifelong 
uh, discipline and practice of like literally just keeping your eyes on Jesus and, mm-hmm. and you know, and in his grace and mercy, obviously he'll never leave us, forsake us. And you see Peter takes his eyes off of Jesus, takes his focus off of Jesus and he falls into, falls prey to the winds and the waves, which we make it like, you know, he's an idiot for falling into the ocean and not walking on water. Good grief. Like that's the laws of gravity. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's just what, but he took his folk, he took his focus off of Jesus, but Jesus is there to pick him back up and he walked back with Jesus. And that's the whole, that's the goal is that we should never be walking without Jesus in the first place, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is there to pull us up when we take our focuses off and to, to apply that to work is it's complex because we have all these examples of work is why are we working? Well, to make a living and provide for my family. Uh, like, you know, like who's your provider? Like God is your provider. See, but again, we go to the extreme. So now, oh, God's my provider. I'm just got to have faith and see what God's going to take care of it. Like that's not, if you're a kid and you, even if your father's a billionaire, then he's going to kick you out for thinking like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're just like, you don't, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. But equally, it's like he's your provider. So he doesn't, he doesn't want to see you out there. Your knuckles bleed. And he's like, dude, like I'm your provider. You don't have to do all, you know what I mean? So there's a balance there. It goes both ways on it. Like, hey, I want to see you active. I want to see you do something and represent who you, who you are or represent me and who I am. And, and but from that perspective and with the goal and understanding that I'm your provider, but equally under, like understanding who I am behind all this. But on the other side of that, too, is like not being lazy and, and like overly resting in the provision of God, because that's not that's not what it is. You know, just understanding, I think that he's sufficient and he motors us along in life and he has to be the source of our hard work. And also the source, the source and the goal of our hard work and also the source and the goal of our rest. It's, That's good. We do all things to to glorify him, including rest. We talked about that in church, and it was such a weird thing. Even for me, as I, as I was saying it, talking about glorifying God in your rest. But there's a part of that is taking care of your body, you know. Mm-hmm. But the irony is, if you want to take care of your body, well, you definitely need to rest. But if you rest too much, it's terrible for your body. Like that's just the natural. Even if an atheist would agree with that, if you don't, if you rest too much, then you become a slob. And you, your muscles, weak, you get weaker and whatever. And so, like, definitely busting it in the gym and working hard is nice. But then having a time of recovery and rest and really, like, you know, prayer, meditation and so on and so forth. Like, really just focusing on who is central to your life b- brings you back to focus so that you can work hard with him at the center again through the hard days and through, you know, the easy days or whatever. Like, and we just maintain, maintain keeps us stable and even, kill, and not so much on the up and down because that's what... That's what we tend to do, or the left and right in uh, some situations. Yeah, that's where most of us find ourselves on the up and the down, on the extremes, right? The ups and the yeah. downs. It's like, oh, I'm doing too much. Let me pull back. Oh, I'll pull way back. Let me, let me, you know, catch up. Yeah. Whatever. I think it's difficult as well in terms of being either on the mission field or in ministry as well is you don't really have set objectives for the week, like things that you have to achieve in order to qualify as a good working week that was a good working week so like say um when i worked on the farm or if you work in a supermarket or something like Mm -hmm. you have goals for the week monday to friday this is what you have Mm. to achieve this is what i have to achieve monday this is what i have to achieve monday before lunch this is what i have to achieve monday after lunch. you have set things that you have to do every single day Uh, if you work in a supermarket you typically you might get an aisle you're in you're in charge of that aisle you need to Mm -hmm. restock that aisle you need to clean that aisle you need to do that so you can you can see because you can tick boxes, say, okay, well, I've restocked it, I've done this, I've done that, so therefore I've worked hard because I've got everything that I needed to do done. 
when you're on the mission field, one thing I find is because every week is so different, it's hard, it's hard to judge whether or not you've done good work. Like, have I done enough work this week? Have I not done? Mm. Because it's always so, so varied. So like you, for example, Ramon, when church is open before this, the one thing you had to do each week was prepare for sermon, mm-hmm. be ready for Sunday morning. That was like the only thing like this has to be done yeah between that and everything else could be anything you could have a four-hour conversation with someone Mm -hmm. you could be out running around doing errands you could be at home looking after Mm -hmm. your kids but because it's only like that one that one thing of Mm. i have to prepare a sermon it's difficult to judge in between all of that yeah like have i done enough yeah have is this good if that makes sense yeah so it's like for some people having a two-hour conversation with someone oh that's not really work you're just chatting to them yeah Whereas actually sometimes that is, it is that's really deep mm-hmm. and it's really stressful or it's an important chat or something. So I find it hard to like tell myself, okay, well, that two-hour chat that I was having with that person, that was work as well. Because I'm just thinking, oh, but I didn't do this today or I haven't done mm-hmm. that today. Thinking in terms of like, because the UK culture is very like goal-orientated. So you yeah. have your objectives, you have to achieve those objectives in a certain time frame. Whereas here it's very much like, okay, anything could happen today. Anything yeah. could happen tomorrow. Um, we don't know... Um, going out to try and get some photocopies for children's church could take all morning and you have to accept that it mm-hmm. could take all morning. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where the frustration comes in. It was like, oh, I haven't done enough today because yeah. getting photocopies took all morning. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. it shouldn't, it should take 10 minutes, but it doesn't, yeah. it took all your morning. So now all of a sudden you're thinking, man, I haven't worked hard today because yeah. all I've done is get photocopies for children's church. Yeah. <laughs> whereas the reality is that sometimes it just happens like yeah. that. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, one of the things when you're looking like, okay, have I worked hard enough? Is just seeing that every, because every day is different. It's really hard to like tell yourself, okay, that was a good working day or that wasn't a good working day. That's, yeah. that's where I find like hard to draw that line anyway. Yeah. I think like, in the, on the, there's two things I want to say. One on the opposite end of that too is like, if you do go one day to make copies or to buy a paintbrush or whatever, and it does miraculously take you 10 minutes, you're already in the state of mind that it's going to take you forever. And so you're like, whew, I got this paintbrush. So you're like chilling yeah, for the rest yeah. of the day. The like, day. You know what I mean? Like, like you accomplished something. You know what I mean? And it's just like, you know. But the other thing I was going to say is like, and like, I think, I think we define like doing enough as we look in terms of work. So we're just, we look in terms of ministry work because like, if, but if all I do, if I work hard at work, and I'm not having conversations with my kids and stuff, then I know I'm not doing enough. Or if all I'm doing, if I'm, if I'm, mini, if I'm ministry, uh, sermon prepping, like so much that when people do come to have a conversation or when they call or text or whatever, mm. to have conversations and I don't have time for them because I'm so busy doing ministry, then I'm, I'm not doing enough. Yeah. I'm doing too much ministry, but not enough anything else. Mm. And so it's just that balancing everything out and organization helps a lot too, I think, you know. But equally, again, we go back to this, I guess, is getting, not getting to the place to where you're like, yeah. Because like routine is, is great, but it, it can also be an enemy, you know. Mm. Because you, if I've been doing it this way for six months or a year, then that's just what I do. And the opportunity, you know, rolls up for you to expand or to, you know, extend or whatever, like whatever, to grow or whatever. And you like turn it down because, oh, I'm just, you know, this is all I've... And so we think that just because this is what I've been doing for six months, which can be fine, that this is all I'm capable of doing. Mm. And so then we don't want to stretch it up. We don't want to overwork. You know, so it just goes, it goes both ways. And so it's like, it's very tough. But again, it's just, 
Like, I think it does go back to like glorify, glorifying God. Am I glorifying God in the way that I work? If I'm work, if I come in at seven and I stay until nine at night, am I glorifying God in the way that I'm working in the, in on in my office? Yes. Am I glorifying God in my time with my family? No. Am I glorifying God in my relationships? No. Am I glorifying God? You know, so on and so on and so forth. Am I glorifying God in my rest? No. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So Jesus doesn't call us to. I mean, well, he. He doesn't call us to sacrifice, as far as good areas, he doesn't call us to necessarily sacrifice our family or good areas for <clears throat> the benefit of just working hard. Yes, he calls us to make sacrifices. That's definitely right. But ultimately, like when we have the Holy Spirit, it brings balance to our lives. And balance means you work hard, you love hard, you, you, know, you have good, hard, deep relationships with your friends, you rest well, you, do, you can do all these things. And we're capable of doing all these things. We've just convinced ourselves that we can't because, again, we see, yeah, we do look on the TV, see Jeff Bezos. Oh, he's a billionaire. I want to be a billionaire, too. Oh, but he's divorced and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? And so it's like, okay, so what's the cost of that? Hmm. <clears throat> and that's not our goal anyways. But so what does that cost them? So you, you can say, like, okay, well, I don't want to be so consumed with work that I end up losing my marriage or my kids or my friends or, you know, uh, or, or whatever. So, you know what I mean? So it's just Jesus. <clears throat> sorry, I got something in my throat. Jesus brings balance to our lives. And it, it seems, at times it seems, because his focus is different. So we see Jesus as a hard worker, and we see him as the disciples away from their family. But then equally, we see people accusing Jesus of spending too much time eating and drinking. And so it's like, because he's, quote unquote, hanging out. And that's just not what someone of his stature should do, mm. according to, you know. And so, like, so yes, the, things do change when you bring Jesus, but ultimately, like, it doesn't look like what you think it should. I, I can't, I'm not communicating myself properly, but you, I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. But it doesn't look like what we think it should look like. But equally, we are productive and doing enough in every area because he's called us to, uh, to holistic living, not just church living. Because that's an issue that we have in ministry is ministries are successful, 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 but oftentimes come at the cost of personal relationship with Jesus or personal relationships, period, in life. And that's not necessary. Some personal relationships probably need to die, to be honest with you. But we're talking about fruitful relationships that God has placed in your life, uh, people that are part of your community that are going to uh, like cult help cultivate you through the work of the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, to, to bring out the best in you, call you out on your wrong, encourage you in your right, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We definitely need to take care of those relationships and, and you know, and make time for those. Make time for those. I don't have, yep, yes, you do. You, have, you need to have time for those. And one of those, obviously, is your marriage and your, your uh, parenthood, whatever, which are, you know, stuff like that. But then ultimately uh, with your friends and stuff as well. But equally, be like work your butt off, you know, when you have when, during your work time. Yeah. So that's all for me. I was like, and I stay extra sometimes, but like from like office hours, nine to six. Like we in Bolivia, you do a two hour lunch. So nine to six, two hour lunch. That's my office hours. And like sometimes, yeah, sometimes I'll stay past six or whatever if I want to get like these videos or whatever done. But ultimately, like in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm past. You know what I mean? And so I'm on my time clock and I'll come home and I'll intentionally sit with the girls and like have a conversation, whatever, until they go to bed. And then I'll come in there and talk to you and like just having conversation, not checking off the list, but just making sure that I'm investing in the right things, all, all the right things. Cause there's 24 hours in a day, there's enough time. And then equally resting better, which I've been resting a lot better yeah, recently, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, um, 
before when we were in college, Ramon knows this about me, like I was very um, check things off the list kind of person. And I had a, a, a schedule for everything from my nap to what time I was going to eat lunch to shower, everything. You know? And Ramon's like, well, you know you're going to eat lunch. Why do you have to schedule that? You know you're going <laughs> to shower. Why do you have to schedule that? Um, I eventually like pulled back and then I pulled like way back. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. did I shower today? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's the extremes, but, you know? Yeah, and, and, but I, I grew up, and I don't fault anybody for this, but my, the, my personality was that I wanted to please people. I wanted to please my grandmother, please my mom, please my father, my grandfather. Um, and so I worked very hard and made sure I was, like, as perfect as I could be, right? Um, and so I still, so that means working hard, right? But I still really struggle with that because I know that I'm not working to please anybody but God. But mm. that same mindset kicks in like, okay, where's my checklist? Because I want to give God glory today. I want to mm -hmm. glorify God in everything that I do. And so it becomes that pressure to that workspace kind of thing. Not workspace for my faith and my salvation, but that I want to please my father. And so it just becomes, but still your heart is like, wash these stupid dishes. You know? yeah. <laughs> but I got it done. Glory be to God. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's just a, a personally, you know, that is something that I struggle with. And I, I have a um, hard time finding that, that balance, that middle ground to where I'm getting it all done, but maybe my heart is not right when I do it or my heart is right, but I'm not getting it all done. And so <laughs> yeah. it, it, it can, I, I feel guilty on either extreme, you know, um, I'm not doing enough because I'm resting. I, I want to pop back up and do something. Or if I'm doing too much, I'm like, oh, my children are going to grow up scarred because I'm not paying attention <laughs> to them. All they're going to remember is my face in the screen working on the computer. Yeah. It's just, it's torture. It is like, it's not fun at yeah. all. And so you know that the solution is like, find your balance, but it's just like, okay, easy to say. Like I... At the end of the day, like, that's what I was saying a second ago, but I think, like, it's just necessary to have that reflection on your day. It's like, okay, did I glorify God in all the necessary areas today? Which is every area, right? And so, like, I've divided, divided between, like, health, um, but then the health goes across, but, like, personal health. And then, like, physical health, spiritual health, mental health, relational health, work health, you know, ministry health, whatever. And so, like, and sometimes the answer is no. But then you go back and you, you know, you make adjustments for the next day. Okay, well, like, I need to t take a step back here and take a step forward here and just really bring in all things to balance. And, like, seeing, like, did I glorify God in all those areas of health? Did I glorify God in all those areas of, you know, of uh, stewardship? Am I stewarding these things to the glory of God in my life? And obviously you're going to make adjustments and mistakes. But going forward, I think, is, like, just asking yourself that question almost constantly and it, it forces you to pull back in some areas and push forward in other areas. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there are different periods of time, like, uh, where you just, like, there's some weeks when I'm, I just tell you straight up, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put some extra hours in this week because I need to get this done, this done, this done. Like, right now, we're still doing church stuff, like, remodel church stuff. So, probably in the next, sometime this week, I'm going to have to work a couple of days late. Like, it just is what it is. But then when that goes, when that's done, then we go back to, you know, life or whatever as we know it. Doesn't mean I'm gonna spend the night here, but equally, you know what I mean? Like, mm. just, you know, time away from my wife and kids or my friends or whatever, you know. It is a tough balance because our tendency is to drift. We have a drifting tendency. And so our, our, our um, what is this called? I know it's called an eyeball, but our sight, our sight drifts. Like, what does our focus, our focus tends to drift. And it, again, it's with Peter falling into the water. Our focus drifts off of Jesus constantly. 
And so it's just necessary to continuously like really respond to the Holy Spirit who is calling, beckoning and directing us to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. And it's a very hard, it is a very hard thing to do. And he's talking about walking by faith and not by sight. You know, he's not talking about getting new cars and like, oh, look at the faith. I took a step of faith. I went $300,000 in debt to get this house. That's a faith leap. No, it's not like, that's not at all. It's the opposite, actually. (laughs) Like, you know, uh, not saying you can't have a nice house, but you know what I mean? Like, Mm. it. You know, faith walk is like, you know, just keeping him at the center of everything and seeking his glory in everything that you do, even when it doesn't make sense to your, you know, to your habits, whatever those may be. And I don't know, discipline, discipline to the glory of God. You know, I think that's really at the center of it. It is a tough thing, though, because there's something I struggle with regularly. My tendency is to feel like I'm not doing enough. Mm. I always feel like that. Like, and I think, yeah, I will always feel like that. So I'll wake up like, 645, 7, ping, like, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes I'm like, man, I got to, I got to, I, I can't. I feel like I'm, I already have decided before I even got to get out of the bed that I'm, I'm not going to be able to do, to do enough today. And that's like a, not a good thing to be in. I, I mean, it comes from a good place, well, seeming, seemingly good place, but not self, it's really self-dependency and whatever. And so, I don't know, it's a struggle. So, no real answer here. <laughs> yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah, I, yeah, and like I, I want to communicate a certain thing, but like I just can't. I can't say it right. But like, just it. It's just I guess confusing more than anything. But just finding your balance in Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. It's Mary and Martha. Like cause that story, we kind of get wrong. But that's another story for that's another day. That's a book title, Mary and Martha. <laughs> like yeah, I mean you know. Because uh, I think the book is Are You a Mary or a Martha? It's like mm-hmm. or. I'm like I, I don't know. There's times for it. Martha is not the bad person in that story like the way that we make it but anyways yeah so am i doing too much no i that the problem is is there's more to be there's always more to be done i think mm-hmm. that's the thing right it's like if there's still goals to be met nope not doing enough like there's more to be done so i'm not doing enough i think you hit it on the nail er- earlier or hit the, the nail on the head hit the nail on the head heard it both ways <laughs> <laughs> i have actually not heard um. it both ways that's <laughs> Just heard it, just hit stop. the nail on the head is all I've ever heard it. Just stop. Okay. Nothing else I've ever heard. Not about screws. Not, forget what not I about to say, hitting the nail on the nail. Edit that out. Mm. Nah, we ain't edit. Come on. If we didn't edit your Arms of an Angel song out. <laughs> you have to bring that back up. Yeah. Because it's a highlight for everybody who listens. Mm. Um, so you said I hit the nail on the head. I, you already made me forget. Oh. I blame you. Mission accomplished. <laughs> You're doing too much right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I have a tendency. <laughs> so, yeah. You got anything else big this week? See, no. you try, see, you try to before. answer no. Nope. <laughs> you thought I was going to say anything else to add. You got anything going on this week? Any yeah, yeah. Care to share or are we just... Oh, gonna? yeah. Um, well, you mentioned last week that um, that we were going to be... That we were invited to be featured in a, oh, a yeah. newspaper. And so, I'm finishing up. They asked us to do a half-page... Magazine. Magazine ad. What did I say? Newspaper. Newspaper. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> I mean, they do. I just, you know. Magazine and um, half page uh, ad in a magazine. So I'm finishing that up right now. But, you know, when, um, when people see the ad, we, we want them to go visit our website. And then it makes me realize that our website needs a lot of work. Yeah. And you've been telling me that for years. Without um, looking at it. Because like I, I, we don't go to our website, right? Right. So. Right. 
And, and well, the reason why we started it originally was just so that our partners had a place to go to to do their donations, right? Because they already knew who we were and what we did, so it wasn't very informative. It was just like, hey, you can go here and make your monthly donation. Um, like I think people don't go to the, I don't know, maybe they do go to a website to like learn about the ministry mm-hmm. and stuff. I think typically look at Facebook or whatever. I don't know, but yeah. Anyways, it's, it's a good tool and we should use it. Yeah, yeah. For that reason, you know, um, especially because you know now we're on all the social platforms and mm-hmm. so people if people want to know about us they can go there um but then also in the ad since we have a lot of youtube videos uh, uh, we're referring people to our youtube channel and our banner is like has been the same for years um and so i need to update that as well and uh, the school work with the girls since the school year's over just trying to keep them um in the habit of, of yeah. working and um yeah not getting too too relaxed and lazy and and just keep have them catch up so the school year was canceled um uh and they had only completed one month of third grade and so next february which is when the school year begins um fourth grade they will go right into fourth grade so they'll have an entire gap (laughs) a year Mm. gap there not a gap year a year gap and so it's a year um, gap hmm? no i was just (laughs) a year gap a year a a year gap yes is that that's Mm -hmm. fine right a one-year gap, maybe you can say? A one-year gap okay. uh, where they, they didn't advance at all officially, you know. So I'll be working with them this week on seeing where they are, catching them up, having them practice. And Good luck. Stuff. Yeah. I, it's, cool. it's always tears. It's, it's like, <laughs> come on, girls, time to read. I can't do it, man. This is too much, like, it's too much. Too many emotions involved. Like, it's a schoolwork, guys. <laughs> Two and plus two. They only two. do it for like an hour a day, an hour and a half. How, is, how does math bring tears? Like, come on. They have a, a workbook. It's actually a curriculum called Writing with No Tears. So I guess math could. And the paper's all wet at the end. Like, <laughs> is it raining? Like, what are these drops? <laughs> I think that No Tears comes from like the parents. I mean, like, could you just do this? I'm That's talking this 50 like, I can't, times already. I can't do it. Like, the memes are like the best. When you see like. <laughs> The memes that say, like, they have the parents say, what's two plus two? And then they have, like, another picture with the parents' veins popping up. I said, what's two plus two? Like, <laughs> that's me. Like, I, I just, that's not my gift. That's not my gift. No, I, but what you, what's frustrating is that I can tell the girls to do the same thing and remind them every day over and over. This is what you have to do. Do it now. Do it before 930. Do it before this. And, I mean, hour goes by, and I'm like, did you do this? Oh, we forgot. But you told them, I guess, two weeks ago, every day you need to read something, learn something, and create something, mm-hmm. right? Yesterday at 10 o'clock at night, they were supposed to be in bed at 9.30. Jolie's like, Mom, can I have some of the markers? I need to create something. <laughs> yeah, but like, that's the idea. I wanna, it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> but I want to create an urgency for reading, learning, and creating. <laughs> After their bedtime, which they had. Well, she forgot because they were, they, you know, they were playing with their friends and stuff. And so, like, I, I don't even, like, they get so, like, they take it so serious. They do. Like, because I don't, but I don't even, like, I just ask them. Like, there's no consequences. Like, it's not like, you know what I mean? Not uh, what's his name? Michael Jackson's dad. You never seen that? Uh, Joe Jackson is Jackson his name. Five. Yeah, Joe Jackson. Yeah, like he, Michael. You know Michael Jackson mm-hmm. is. His dad used to beat him and make him dance and stuff. Like, and it's not funny, but no, it's just when you watch the movie Jackson's American Dream. Like, it's just silly. Like, but the idea is just silly. But that, that's why he would like you know. Anyway, so I'm not <laughs> that. So I just you know I just want them to create something, learn something, and read something, and just be in the habit of doing that. Because I'm like now if they can start that as nine year olds. When they're 35, like, man, you're being in good shape. Mm-hmm. And so 
But like, I'll just ask them like, "Hey, did you guys learn something today?" And sometimes they're like, "Uh," and they're looking like, <laughs> "I learned that if you drop phones, they break." Like, no, that doesn't. <laughs> That doesn't count, man. Like, you knew that. Jolie right. said she had to create something. So she literally created, like, she wrapped her blanket up in, a, in like, she rolled it up in a ball and, and tied a belt around it and made, like, a hook for a sleeve and made, like, a yoga mat, a DIY <laughs> yoga mat with a yeah, she, I, That's what she was asking me about the belt yesterday. <laughs> yeah. She, she yeah, well, she was texting me. Yeah, that my kids. It was like ten o'clock at night or nine thirty. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know, man. My kids text me now, and I, I don't know if I love that or hate it. Daddy, oh, can I go in your closet and look for uh, an old belt? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess. Like, I need it for a project. They always say everything's a project. So, yeah. So create something, learn something, and read something. So I try to do that. That's why I get them to do it. It's because it's a, something that I've like. I guess you probably do it every day anyways, mm. but it's a, something I've conscious, I'm trying to start being conscious of. It's like reading something, creating something, and learning something mm. every day. Even if it's it. like, you know, op- octopuses. Octopuses have, you know, how many things on their tentacles? Like, I don't know. It can be random facts, but just kind of fill yourself with like knowledge. It's still knowledge and it's helpful. So a lot of that stuff's helpful, even though it seems like, oh, okay, who cares how many, you know, whatever suctions an octopus has. But like, there are moments in your life when, like, it may be <laughs> like, yeah, this stuff is helpful, and you just never know, whatever. And just to get in the habit of learning and growing in knowledge is, I think, it's a good thing, and it creates humility too. Is like, because the more you learn, the less, the more you realize you don't know, mm-hmm. and so it's like, you know, kind of, I don't know. That's my idea. That's my parenting thing for the week. For the people. For the people. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> I am, or they are. I'm just, I'm just speaking for you. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> like you got in the mo- this, speaking of speaking for people. Isn't this over? Like what time dude, is she it? She logged into my email and is emailing people from my email address. I'm like, don't, I was like, don't be doing that, man. Like I don't want like I don't want people coming back like, hey, you said such and such. Like you have your own email address. Are you logging into mine and emailing people for it. Well, let me clarify. Yeah, there's nothing to clarify. We were commu- we're communicating with this one person and she has already been communicating through Ramon's email address and I needed her to send me something. So she sent one email. That's communicating through your email address. <laughs> right, but, but you made it like it's been like a back and forth, like we, like we have a thread, and at, like you don't want to break the thread, so. At the time, I thought it was a good idea to not mix in another email address, and so I just said, yeah, just write, write me at the same email address you've, been, you've communicated with us before. So that's, that was my logic. I wasn't trying to be all invasive. And no, it's not, it's not about being invasive. Breaking it, in. It's not about that. Because I don't care. Uh, I wasn't speaking for you either. At the end of the email, I signed Melinda. No, but but everybody doesn't read the end. So for me, it's like I'm super conscious about what I say in emails and stuff like that. I don't know why, but I am. Because I'm not conscious about what I say in no, real that's life. That's offensive. But no, uh, but no, no, no. But my, my thing is I can't control what anyone else says. And so, but I can control what I say. And if it comes from my email address, then it's from me. And so, like, I don't, yeah. And plus, Melinda dot. I dot no, gore no, at gmail dot Why do you give people my That's, email address? Because that people apparently people need it. If you feel like this email you, <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, I hate emails. Anyways, just text me. Yeah. So anybody got anything else? You guys like your new ice cream cones? It we, looks nice. We got yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we got what are the sponges for the microphones? On I remember being people. a teenager in youth group and singing with these little covers on, and they but always smelled orange. like spit. Yeah, because orange, light blue, uh, yellow, bright yellow, yeah, bad. That's why they come in like a six pack, is because mm-hmm. like 
I remember like they used to have like bite marks or something. It's weird. Uh-huh. Or like the little kids been picking at yeah. it. Anyways, yeah, this <laughs> podcast, this is the worst episode we've done <laughs> to date. Anyways, thanks for listening. We uh, really appreciate you guys and your love and your support and just always, yeah, being there for us, even in episodes like this. Um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Provecho. <laughs>